When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. This is Kate, your host. This week on the podcast, we're talking about boundaries, which are always a vital piece of feeling happy, healthy, and whole. But we especially need them now as we're venturing back out into the world and socializing with people more. We're going to be rusty at a lot of things, including talking with folks and relating to people we perhaps haven't seen in a while or have seen quite a lot of lately. So this is the perfect time to spiff up your boundaries. Today, I'm talking with Amy E. Smith, a life coach who goes by the moniker The Joy Junkie, who teaches chronic people pleasers how to stand up for themselves without being a dick. I mean, yes, please. I want to chat with Amy about how we determine what our boundaries are, how we communicate those boundaries and how we enforce them, and how we do it all without feeling like we're being an a-hole. And speaking of a-hole, Amy prioritizes being her authentic self, and her authentic self is a bit salty. So if you're listening with kids, now's a good time to warn them that they might hear some curse words, and we probably won't be shortening them into things like a-hole from here on out. (laughs) Amy, thanks for joining us. I'm so excited to be here, Kate. Thanks for having me. Let's just dive right in. I want to know what the term boundary means to you. Yeah, it's definitely one of those buzzwords that we hear thrown around quite a bit. And really the way I distill it down is something that you are no longer going to tolerate in your life. And that can be a physical boundary where you don't want to be physically in contact with someone. You're not going to tolerate that any longer. It can be an emotional boundary of... I'm not going to allow you to speak to me in a specific way. Or if it's not something you're not allowing, it could perhaps be something that you're demanding around, you know, I... I demand that we are not going to speak about this topic anymore, or I need you to respect my choices around religion or whatever it might be. So sometimes it's more of a a cut and dry line in the sand. And then other times it's a collaborative conversation with somebody. So for example, a very clear cut boundary where it's really not up for debate is let's say if you are a pregnant person and you are out there and somebody just wants to immediately touch your your belly and breach sort of a physical boundary Mm. in the moment that's not something that's like hey let me discuss with you why i find this offensive it's just oh no please don't touch me right please don't touch my (laughs) physical body versus if you are in a relationship let's say with your in-laws and they have been 
sharing things with your children that you don't feel pleased about. That sort of a boundary is probably going to be much more of a softer collaborative conversation. Great. I love that question or phrasing it that way of what am I no longer going to tolerate? Exactly. It's so clear cut when we say it that way, right? But boundaries are something that a lot of us can struggle with. And I'd love to hear your perspective on why that might be. Well, if we look at kind of our origin of of our species, Mm -hmm. if you look back to our hunter-gatherer days, you really did have to belong to a group of people in order to maintain your survival. So even if we examine things like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, one of our primitive human needs is for belonging, to belong to a group. So if we ever feel like our belonging might be threatened, that's typically when we start to people please, when we start to allow other people to infringe on things that we find really uncomfortable. So I find that for many of us, it's a part of our makeup that we want to belong, we want to associate with others, we have that desire for connection. And if we feel as though that might be infringed on in any way, we tend towards self-sacrifice. And that can show up kind of as leaky boundaries. Mm. You know, Amy, we hadn't discussed me asking you this question, but I was reading about you on your website. And you have a pretty interesting story about how you came to know so much (laughs) about boundaries. And would you mind sharing that with us? I always think that hearing how my guests have come to know so much about what we're talking about can be really helpful for folks. Sure. So a a brief bit of context, I grew up in a very conservative, born-again Christian family, and my father had a master's in divinity and a doctorate in ministry. So clearly he was not not fucking around. (laughs) And uh, so I grew up with a lot of motivation from the place of guilt and fear. And I also have two younger siblings, and by all accounts, I was the good kid. Uh, They both had trouble with the law, did some jail time, didn't really have any interest in school. I put myself through college. I got married really young, moved out. So by all accounts, was checking off the boxes of being the good daughter. Mm. And so then up until that point, up until about 2007, when things kind of came to a head, when my father passed away... Up until that point, I had always told my husband, like, don't, don't cuss, no drinking, no talking about gay rights, no talking about all of these things that that mm-hmm. I felt very strongly about. So I was very twisty and contorted and putting up a veneer. I wasn't blatantly agreeing with my family about things, but I also wasn't, I was basically allowing my silence to make me a liar. So mm-hmm. at the at the time of my father's passing, I had a background in makeup artistry. So I knew that I for sure wanted to do his makeup for his viewing. So dead dad makeup, y'all. That's what I just said. So I felt very <laughs> much like I was winning at daughter that day. I also spoke to the crowd of hundreds of people who were there. Really felt like I was coming through winning at daughter, like I said. And mm-hmm. I get back home to my mom's house and she finds it the most opportune time to tell me she feels as though my father and her had failed as parents because the three of us grouping me in with my siblings, the three of us were not, quote, 
walking with the Lord. And that, Kate, was such a pivotal moment for me. And I think the genesis of me recognizing that speaking up for yourself and establishing boundaries is not always a an ultimatum. It's not always I either choose you or I choose me. But I did realize in that moment that if push came to shove and I have to choose between making everybody else happy mm-hmm. and making everybody else approve of me or approving of my damn self and loving myself and believing in what I'm standing for, I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose me. And it was very rocky after that because it was sort of like the floodgates had opened. Mm-hmm. But it really taught me how to speak up for yourself and establish a boundary, but do it with the utmost grace and kindness. You don't have to be combative and vitriolic. You can you can ask for a divorce with the utmost love and compassion. You can ask your adult children to move out of the house with grace and kindness. You can tell your family you don't believe in the religion you were raised in. And you can do that all without malicious intent. And that really became sort of the uh, the impetus behind what, what I do now in the world. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Of course. Okay, Amy, you were just talking about, well, first of all, you just shared your very powerful story about how you realized you needed to start setting some boundaries in your life. Mm-hmm. And you also started to Show us the light at the end of the tunnel, right? That you can do, you can set your boundaries with love and grace, as you were saying. But before we talk about how to do it in a, in a I don't want to say a nice way, <laughs> because uh, that might that, that might be a little bit too people pleasy. But before we figure out how to set our boundaries or enforce our boundaries or communicate our boundaries without feeling like an asshole, how do you even figure out what your boundaries are? Oh, this is a great question. I think the easiest place to look is examining the places that you chronically complain about. Because I think that oftentimes, if you are upset with your spouse, let's say, then it's likely that your best friend gets an earful and you get to hear all about your frustrations with your partner. Mm. If you're upset with your father or mother or sibling, maybe it is your partner who gets the airful. So sometimes, uh, and oftentimes we're speaking up, but we're just doing it to the wrong party. Mm -hmm. So if you can examine where are the places and with whom do I chronically complain and bitch and moan about, but I'm not taking any action on, that will be hugely enlightening. Of This is a place where I need to speak up. Now, I'm not saying that we don't all need to vent and we need to expel frustrations and grievances. I'm talking about when it's not a one-off situation, when it is a deliberate decision on your behalf to complain about this person over and over and over again without taking any steps to advocate for yourself in that relationship. Okay, that is so clear. Awesome. So then the million dollar question becomes, how do you stick to your boundaries and stick up for yourself without feeling like all of a sudden you're, you're changing the game and you're being the asshole? Yeah. So I have sort of a a three-step process that I can share with you briefly. And the first step is that you 
decide on the boundary and you get really clear about the specifics around it. So the example that I used earlier when I said maybe it is, uh, actually I had a situation like this with a friend of mine where she, every time her in-laws would take her children, they would say, we're going to baptize them into our church. And Mm -hmm. just all of this stuff that very obviously was not something that she stood for. And she had repeatedly asked them you know, please don't do that. So instead of saying something ambiguous or vague, like I need you to respect our religious preferences, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's very difficult to understand when that's been breached or not, Mm -hmm. but to say things very specifically of, I need you to not mention this particular doctrine, this book, this ideology. I need you to not invite them to church if they have any, you know, like being very, very clear about what the boundary is. The second piece of the matter is to deliver the boundary. And this is where I think a lot of people go awry, where they've gotten so bolstered and so excited about, I'm going to take a stand for myself that they they kind of come at it like, like a banshee out of hell. <laughs> and we know that if you embody vulnerability and start off the conversation in a soft manner, you're far more likely to elicit the same response. Mm. So if you very softly say, hey, there's something I've been running to run by you. It's really been on my mind. And then owning your piece in the matter by saying something like, I recognize that I've been having some some thoughts and been kind of disgruntled about things. And you would have no idea about that. And that is wildly unfair to you. So Mm -hmm. I want to share with you where I'm coming from and just make some requests and see what your thoughts are. So delivering it in that manner, instead of here's what I won't tolerate, here's what has to happen now going forward, but being very soft with that. And you can be soft and simultaneously assertive and saying, I recognize that that's your perspective and I'm certainly not going to make you wrong for that. All I am requesting here is that you you refrain from making these comments or talking about this content or feeding my kids these foods or whatever it happens to be, but being very, very specific. And then the final step is the enforcement. And I will tell you what, Kate, I think this is probably the toughest piece of boundaries because a lot of times we get bolstered and we get so excited to actually deliver the boundary. And then we're like, sweet, I'm done. (sighs) Glad I got that tough conversation out of the way. (laughs) Right. But most of the time, those people in your life are used to the version of you that people pleases, or they're used to the version of you who acquiesces to everything. So they will test the fuck out of it. They will go, I don't think Kate really means it. Oh, Amy's not that. So she just been listening to this podcast and now she you got to bug up her ass about speaking up, right? <laughs> and so they will test you over and over again. So the reinforcement is is to say things like, hey, remember that conversation that we had the other week? I know that might have seemed more dramatic than it needed to be, but I need you to hear that that was really, really important to me and I really meant it. So I'm going to ask you again, please refrain from fill in the blank or please stop blah, blah, blah. And you can also use the words of intention to say things like, please know it's not my intention to have these really tough conversations, but genuinely my intention is to advocate for my children, myself, honor what I need, whatever. So you can Mm -hmm. use those words in there as well. Oh, man, this is just a master class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Thank you so much for coming on and sharing this, all your your three steps and all your, your story and everything with us today. For folks who want to hear more from you, where can they connect with you? Sure. So my little corner of the internet is over at thejoyjunkie.com. And junkie is spelled J-U-N-K-I-E. And I'm pretty much everywhere under that same handle, at the Joy Junkie. And I hang out the most prominently on Instagram. But if you go over to my website, I've got tons of freebies. I've been doing a podcast for over eight years. So lots of ways for you to dig in and see if you vibe with, with what I'm sharing. Right on. Thanks so much, Amy. Oh, I had a blast, Kate. Thank you. Hey, it's Kate back with your tiny assignment, which is to think about what are you frequently complaining about to someone else? The first step in making any change is always raising your awareness. So try to be very impartial and objective and curious and really allow yourself to admit what's been making you feel like you need to vent. That particular thing is a great place to start your boundary setting process. Come back tomorrow when Boundary Week continues, and I'm talking about the two different types of boundaries, which are incoming and outgoing. Knowing this distinction can help you create just the right boundary that you need now. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han. K-A-T-E-H-A-N or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you.